Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at an article from Marijuana Venture about how to manage a crisis. To help us do that, it's Katrina Glugowski, angel investor and attorney in Seattle. Katrina, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. All right. So how to manage a crisis, according to Marijuana Venture, number one is to have a plan. And so just like any strategy, you definitely want to have a business plan. You want to have a plan for when uh, a crisis occurs and what to do. Kind of a, a no-brainer, I would think. But This tends to be a problem for startups and early entrepreneurs without a lot of experience. They come out of the gate. Maybe they raise some money. Maybe they're doing sales that they didn't expect, uh, but they don't have a plan to how to continue that growth. They don't have a plan of how to spend that money and it just gets them in trouble. And we cannot talk enough about SOPs and during the good times is when you need to plan for the bad times and bad times will come. Right, you need to know how to respond uh, in a crisis. And so uh, number two is to remember to be human. There's so much uh, jargon. Now that my wife works from home, I'm looking over at her sometimes and I'm like, did you really just say that? You know, like let's circle back or some kind of jargon, you know, like corporate lingo or whatever. And it's funny to hear her say that on on a call or whatever, because I don't generally hear her say that. But it would be totally inappropriate to do that in a crisis. You need to remember to be human and not really throw out this uh, this jargon. So um, remember to kind of just be transparent, be who you are in times of crisis. Absolutely, Josh. If you are going, if your company is having a crisis, then there's a reason. Your employees are going through the exact same thing you are, and maybe your customers and the corporate lingo just does not fly. You're not going to buy any credibility. Uh, as an attorney, you, know, you, you always say, don't say you're sorry, because that's an admission of guilt. Uh, but I do think that uh, these days, it's better to say you're sorry. Uh, and you don't have to be sorry that your business is failing. It, it's not an admission of failure. But you do need to be sorry for the effects that these crises can have. And these effects can be severe. Uh, One of the startups I'm working with went from 38 employees to four. And they did not handle it well. They had staff meetings saying, we're not going to lay people off. Don't worry. Your job is safe uh, at 10 10 a.m. And then at noon, six people lost their job. Uh, not cool. Not not cool. It's better to say I don't know than it is to basically lie. Uh, it's horrible. Don't do it. You know that's a good transition into number three, which is to focus on empathy. Right? It's it, you can't do that and be empathetic at the same time. You need to put yourself in your employee's shoes and be a leader. Any brand, any company needs to have a leader. And so during you know a pandemic like this the the people on social media the employees everyone wants to hear from the leader and they want to know that you have empathy and that you can you know feel for them in a sense um, rather than than being disingenuous and, and lying to people you want the opposite you want to have uh, empathy you can't stress this enough a crisis at your company does not affect only you or only your company 
It affects your employees and your customers, your suppliers across the board. And it's much better to have partners through this process than alienate everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which brings us to the fourth point that silence is deadly. So during a crisis, it could be Black Lives Matter, it could be a, a pandemic, it could be the, the vape crisis in, the, in this industry specifically, or just the entire global uncertainty. Being silent isn't good. And I know there's a lot of corporations out there that were silent and department heads within those companies silent too, um, for fear of, of messing up. I think that's maybe the, the wrong approach. You should give yourself more leniency to fail, but by being silent, that's just simply putting out the, the wrong message. This is especially true if you have creditors. Uh, a lot of folks, when they see the bill collector on the phone, uh, and this is for business uh, advice, but when you, see the, when you see one of your creditors call on the phone and you don't even pick it up, that, that's not good. Um, pick up the phone, take the dribbing, you owe me the money, pay up, pay up, pay up, and then communicate. We don't have the money to pay you this week. Number one, it'll stop the call because you've now clearly communicated that you don't have the money. And then try and work on a plan. You know, can I give you part of the money today instead of all of the money? Or can I get on a payment plan? Because it's just not... Avoidance does not work. It does not work. Well, so number five is to get involved, whether that's charitable efforts or whatever it is, you definitely want to kind of get uh, from out behind the desk and get involved. This is more of a, a external crisis uh, as opposed to an internal crisis at your company. Uh, if there has been a natural disaster in your town, do what you can to, to help. Um, maybe you have a specific skill set. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's just picking up garbage off the side of the street. It, it doesn't matter. Get involved. Do your part. Yeah, and there's a lot of companies in the cannabis space that switch to making masks or hand sanitizer or whatever they could to kind of pivot, stay involved, uh, help out the community, that type of thing. But you want to be able to set the expectation, which is number six. And so during uh, the initial... Uh, stages of the virus back in March, there were inventory shortages. And so you want to be able to set that expectation. I think a good example of that is when Wendy said, we're not even selling burgers because we don't have enough meat. So they were just selling chicken, but no burgers. And that was a crazy set of expectations to say, I'm just not going to do it. But it communicated the problem to their customers. So they don't sit in the drive-thru with four kids screaming in the back seat, begging for a burger just to get to the window and find out there are no burgers. Uh, it, this also ties in with the whole silence is deadly. If you have a problem, communicate the problem. Uh, I'm only going to have a hundred pound harvest because of whatever happened. Uh, communicate it. Talk to your suppliers. Uh, let them know there's going to be a delay and estimate the best of your ability to, to mediate the delay. Uh, but that requires you have a plan, Josh. Uh, and if you, can't, if you can't manage some of these problems, your company isn't going to survive. Um, in the industry uh, that I used to work in, the financial industry, you are required to have a business continuity plan, worst case scenario, your business growth burns to the ground, 
You got to be up and running within 48 hours. Uh, and how are you going to do that? The second is the disaster re recovery plan. Uh, what, what happens if, um, you know, a, a natural disaster comes and there's no electricity for two weeks? Uh, what, what are you going to do? Um, you're just going to shut down? Uh, that's usually not a plan. Right. And during a crisis, you might have to reassess your marketing, which is number seven. A good example of that is KFC with finger licking good. Uh, as soon as COVID came out, you weren't supposed to touch your finger or wipe your face or anything. They just immediately got rid of that, which they've had for a long time. And so if somebody like KFC is willing to do it, then you need to also take a look at your marketing and maybe reassess the message that you're putting out. Absolutely. Uh, you want to do this in a compliant manner but it also reinforces what they've talked about in this article already, uh, focusing on communication and credibility. Um, going back to the Wendy's example, uh, if you don't have any meat to make a hamburger, then focus on the fish, on the chicken, on the salads. Maybe you can get a whole new customer base by driving customers to the salad option. Number eight is take it offline. There was a, there's a lot of um, angry people on social media. Facebook is, is a cesspool, in my opinion. And so during, uh, you know, political issues or even Black Lives Matter, there's some people that had their own opinions. And from my own experience last year, I had a, a controversial guest on and there were things that were put in the comments. I immediately took action. I took it offline. I called this person after sending them a message saying, what's your number? Here's mine. I need to know exactly what, what, what you're talking about because this is serious information. We should follow up on that immediately. And um, I did and, and resolved the issue. And it was, uh, he thanked me for calling. He was surprised that I reached out, that I cared. Uh, but take it offline if you need to. If, if it's that important, you need to take immediate action and not just be silence because silence is deadly. Which we've seen already on this list, silence is deadly. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, the, the business rule is if you have bad news, I can't pay you this week. If you have bad news, do it over the phone or in person. Do not send bad news over an email. The second is if you are going back and forth uh, more than three times, uh, there's obviously a misunderstanding. So pick up the phone, schedule a meeting, do something. Uh, email is the, one of the worst forms of communication because there's no context. Mm -hmm. And then the dreaded text. Mm -hmm. uh, you might think what you are texting is um, it, uh, unoffensive and acceptable and the person on the other end receiving it just takes great offense when you didn't mean that. So uh, pick up the phone and engage. And then lastly, if, if, if somebody is posting something negative about your company, and so let's say somebody says, uh, Katrina looks, looks bad on, on your po podcast. That doesn't really need a response. That, that's a person's opinion and don't get into the weeds. But if somebody uh, posts comments on the talking hedge that, that Katrina is a fraud and Katrina, uh, Katrina is, is doing something wrong or in the past has done something wrong, if it's going to affect the credibility of your brand, absolutely address it, pick up the phone, do not wait, and do not bury it. 
Uh, it will come back to haunt you. Um, the internet does not die. And 20 years from now, they're going to pull this up with Katrina um, <laughs> when you're winning the Nobel Prize in economics, Josh. Uh, they're going to say, yeah, but look at what, what he did with Katrina. Uh, so you definitely want to get ahead of some of these bad news. And if it requires taking it down, take it down. If it requires a formal apology, apologize. Uh, but learn to implement effective communication across the board. And do it quickly, which is number nine to respond quickly. Um, back when the original Karen, the gal who called the police on the, the little black gal selling water, I had hashtagged her in Instagram when she was a guest on Greenflower Media. And I was maybe one of the only per people that hashtagged because everyone came to my Instagram page to yell at her basically and it was on my instagram and so i had to respond quickly initially i had left that page up because um, i wanted to give people a platform to vent and, and to you know talk about their their anger but it it ended up being that i was it looked like i was supporting karen so i had to act quickly respond fast and delete it because <laughs> i didn't want to be associated with her i wanted to give people a platform to vent their frustration but i didn't want to look like uh, or be perceived as somebody supporting karen so definitely respond quickly silence is deadly have a business plan all of that and finally, make amends and plan for the future. So the only thing you can plan for in the cannabis space is uncertainty. So make sure that you're capable and flexible to pivot to stay relevant and that you can plan for the uncertainty. I maybe have an exit plan, plan for a crisis, plan for the unplanned. <laughs> uh, I want to touch on this last point. Uh, we had Vapegate here in uh, Washington last year. Um, and many others did as well, which was the contaminated vape cartridges, uh, which uh, <laughs> the, the investigation is still ongoing. Um, but in response to that, some of the cannabis retailers in Washington uh, decided to take matters into their own hands. And they started an independent testing program, OK Cannabis, in which they just randomly selected stuff off the shelf and tested it at their own expense and, and published the results. The result of those tests, those independent random tests, shook up the industry something fierce. Uh, some very well-known brands tested hot. Uh, and so here the cannabis retailers are taking the matters into their own hands. They're addressing the concern that the cartridges are contaminated. They're communicating with their customers that we hear you and they are taking action from an empathetic position, which is we don't want you to get sick either. So we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna test it, we're gonna publish it and we have a plan to go forward. Uh, as a result, OK Cannabis took off and is now utilized on a voluntary basis across the bulk of the industry in the state of Washington. Uh, again, credibility, empathy, communication, and having a plan. It was a perfect example of how to handle a crisis, Josh. Yep, they responded quickly and they owned it. 
All right. So with that, that's managing a crisis according to Marijuana Venture. So we're going to roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney in Seattle. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Elland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.